This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Daniel Henderson. And we are the bonuttiest ladies you know. It's, uh, it's a tall order. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but I'll take it. I'm feeling pretty bonutty right now. Yeah. Why? Is it intestinal? What's going on? Yeah, it is. It's a little crazy. Okay, I have to talk to someone about this. You're going to be the lucky recipient of being the first person I'm talking to about this. Fantastic. I would like to know why dried apricots don't come with a medical fucking warning. And the warning should be, if you eat more than two of these things, you're going to be on the fucking toilet all day and you're going to be farting yourself into space. Wait. Okay. Is it, do apricots, do they, are they one of those fruits that are like digestion aids or something? I think. Yeah. Like pumpkin or something, you know, how like you can give a dog pumpkin and it makes their stomach feel better. Is it like an apricot that kind of thing where it's like, are you constipated? Have one of these. Oh, yeah. It might be like um, it might have a medicinal purpose, but it is not a comforting medicinal purpose. Like eat this and you'll feel better. It is like eat this and be on the toilet for the rest of the fucking day. Okay, so do you like the taste? Is that what's going on? And you're like, oh, I love these so much. And now I'm paying the ultimate price. Well, I'm trying I'm trying to be better about certain things in sure. my life. And I know that I can't just keep eating orange Tic Tacs all day long. Like, I can't go through a fucking pack a day. <laughs> the way I've been going through them like candy. Those are not actual fruit. Yeah, they're not actual fruit. They're actually not even supposed to be candy. But, like, I'm eating orange Tic Tacs. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the best... That the world of gummy has to offer is Haribo sour gummy bears, which are the best fucking candy on the market. And okay. I can't, I just eat a bag of those. I just, I can't, I can't anymore. Like I paid too much money to fix my teeth and I just can't eat candy all day, even though I want to. I have a, an extreme sweet tooth. So those gummies, so I tried, <laughs> they make these like, gummy candies now that only have like three grams of sugar or something like that. They're like oh, I've smart, tried those. smart sweets or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so sticky Yeah, that I had to, I ate one of them and I was like, oh my God, they are like completely stuck to my teeth. And I just threw the rest out because I was like, I'm going to be picking at my teeth all night. Like that can't be good. Like they're no. so sticky. And I'm like, oh boy, well, I can't eat the healthy gummies because they're too... And they taste like Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> like, true. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. If I'm going to eat sweets, I'm going to eat sweets. Yeah. Give I me know. that fucking normalized gummy bear and roll that shit in some sugar or some fucking salt or whatever the hell they do. It's yeah. the best candy on the market. And they're con- I think people are catching on because they're constantly sold out in my 
my local uh, grocery store. Well, so but, how are they different from like Sour Patch Kids? See, they're not as intense as Sour Patch Kids. Okay, got it. They're not as like, like Sour Patch Kids, you have a couple and you're like, my mouth is cut up. <laughs> like, I don't have the fortitude to finish this fucking serving. Sure, Because sure. my mouth is cut the fuck up. So it's not, it's it's more, it's still sour, but it's a little more sweet than sour. And they're just, look, go get a bag, try it. You will never look back. Yeah. They are the greatest. If Haribo and, wants to sponsor this podcast, by all means. Oh my God, send me a crate. after, Especially after what I'm going to tell you, because I've been trying to cut down on eating just a lot of sugar. And it's not even a lot probably for some, for most people, but it's a lot for me. Yeah. So I thought, let me get some fucking dried apricots. Like, I know that they are sweet and they taste good. And like, I've I've had them before. <laughs> like, I, fe- I feel like they're a good sugar substitute. Mm-hmm. I had six. And they're like this big. Like, they're not big. You've had them. Mm-hmm. Or seen them, at least. I ate six one night. Woke up from a dead fucking sleep. And had to blow my toilet apart. Like, it was <laughs> unreal. <laughs> super colon blow is what you're it telling me. It was super colon blow from six fucking dried apricots. And I'm like, why don't they come with a warning or a prescription that's like, you should only eat these in cases. Like, do not use these as a sugar substitute. You should only be eating these in cases of extreme constipation where you're like five days without pooping and your fucking colon's about to explode or whatever. Well, see, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, are they the kind of thing like prunes, right? It's like mm-hmm. you got prunes in the house, you know, it's like somebody over 65 is constipated type of thing, right? Absolutely. Is is that what apricots are? Because now I'm trying to think, have I ever just eaten apricots alone? I think they are, but I don't think people know they are. I don't think it's okay. it's, it's common knowledge. They're just sitting innocently on the fucking grocery store shelf in the you know, the wooden natural food aisle where they, with, you know, I don't know if they do this at your grocery store, but like the floor changes to wood to like indicate that like, this is some natural shit. Not this <laughs> linoleum. The rest of this linoleum ass fucking <laughs> grocery store. We got wood <laughs> to indicate. Are you joking right now? I am not joking. It's like the rest of the grocery store is like linoleum from 1985. And then they're like, but then we got the organic aisles and it's two aisles where they just have wood. Wooden floors. <laughs> that is so fucked up. It's like, uh, <laughs> you are now in the healthy section, and you know this because it looks like some fucking Chip and Joanna Gaines shiplap bullshit. Like exactly. you're you're in the you're in the place where there's a harvest and there's farm to table, and it's like you're in a barn. Exactly. Like, it, holy it's the, like, shit. Fucking hanging moss from the signs and sh- like fucking Spanish moss hanging from the fucking signs, like snacks, treats, popcorn. That's some Natural. insidious fucking design shit, man. Yeah, Holy and somebody crap. thought that up. This is the thing that yes. rocks me. Somebody fucking thought of that in some <laughs> corporate boardroom. <laughs> and everyone was like, hell yeah, put some wooden floors in this shit so they know we mean business. It's like when you're at Disneyland or something and you're like, you're moving from like the country bears place to the haunted mansion part. You know, it's like the worlds change and all the of the like design change. is like different. Holy fuck. Yeah, it is wild. And they're like, if you want to get your kind bars, you got to step on this wood. And so I go in. <laughs> this wood means business. You know there's no preservatives in this section of the store. <laughs> and so they're just sitting there on the fucking shelf, like, 
they're just an innocent snack when they should actually come with a prescription in a huge bottle. Like, these should not just be innocently floating out in the world. I did not know it was going to explode my fucking butt. And then I had (laughs) gas. Like, the worst gas of my fucking life for, like, three days after. Like, bubbling gas. Like, I could hear it in my body forming. Wow. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not allergic to these fucking things. What is actually happening right now? It's that fiber. It's like moving through you, man. It's a clear out. It is a clear out. And I do not understand why more people don't know about this. Or if they do know, they got to start talking about it. Because there's innocent people like me out there just thinking, I'm going to have less sugar. And then all of a sudden, it's colon blow time. Well, I think the only answer is that I go out and get dried apricots and see what happens. And if I (laughs) have a bowel explosion, then you know that... They're going to have to put warning labels on these apricots. You have to go get some, eat six. I'll even give you the brand name of the ones that I had. And then you have to eat six of them, which I thought was a small or at least a modest number of these dried fucking apricots to eat. Because the bag has like 50 in them. So I'm like, I'll have like a six. That's a nice number. Yeah. Hell no. I'm going, I'm ran screaming back to Tic Tac so fucking fast. I ordered them from Amazon. That's how much I went back. I went back so hard that I'm like, I'm going to eat Tic Tacs for the next fucking month. Give me a crate. Yeah. You got to get a Costco size. Because at the end of the day, it ain't worth it. Like, health ain't worth it if you're just going to be on the (laughs) toilet all the time. Like, come on. Like, maybe like once a year to just clean out the duck work. But not For like real. as a snack. I mean, think how much you snack. A, a normal person every snacks day. every day. You're you can't be at that level of the game every damn day. Every fucking day, I would be living half my. You know that song, like "Live Your Life Like It's Golden." I'd be living half my life on the toilet. Live your life on the toilet. Yeah, ain't you worth don't want it. That. I'd rather have a handful of fucking. Go- I just I would rather learn how some self control. Essentially, yeah. These these fucking dried apricots have made me realize I would rather learn self control then try to eat a healthy snack. Yeah. I, I Listen, I've been trying to cut down on the sugar too, man. It's like really fucking tough. I just told you like before we press record about how I've been like popping off at people lately. <laughs> maybe they, now I, I, I'm seeing a correlation, maybe. You're like, I'm not having sugar and it's black coffee January because I like to punish myself. <laughs> Yo, so last night I was at a friend's house uh, we we're having a di- little dinner party. It was very cute. Um, one of my friends' husbands, this guy is a maniac. Okay. Like, <laughs> he is doing dry January, which includes no sugar and no gluten. Oh, damn. and I'm like, he was literally eating like pieces of lettuce last night. We had like the dinner party was a pizza party. So I was like, first of all, I would have been so fucking pissed off if it was like I had made this like intense January cleanse rule for myself and then was like, it's a pizza party. We're making pizzas, everyone. Although I got to say, I love his fucking wife because his wife is like, we're going. (laughs) (laughs) You You can go and eat lettuce, but we are fucking going. Well, and, like, it was funny because everybody's, like, jovially, like, around the kitchen, like, making pizzas. What do you want on your pizza? You want, you know, some anchovies? You want some, like, you know, charcuterie board things? And he's just sitting there. Like, they have a kid. (laughs) 
And like the kids like raging on pizza and he was just like sitting there. And then at some point he went into the TV room and just watched TV. Because it was oh, like, he God. must have been just so depressed because he was like, well, I can't eat any of this stuff. <laughs> so There's nothing here for me. And we were, everybody's like drinking wine and stuff. It was like yeah. really cute. And then poor guy. I felt oh, terrible my God. for him. That is like dry January is enough. But here's here's my the way that I would handle that in my life is maybe you don't go so hard in December that you have to punish yourself for all of January. Yeah. <laughs> just say no to some of the cake. Just yeah. pass on a, you know, just pass on a couple of the the sugary treats, pass on all the pumpkin pasta and bread dishes, order a salad for a meal here and there, and then in January you can just go back to living your life. I mean, I, it's really hard to do a full no sugar, like a, like a whole, yeah. you know, like a, what is it? Whole 30? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, we both tried whole 30. Oh yeah, we both did like... it. Hello, that was so long ago. Holy yeah. shit, that was a long time ago that I did that. Years. Um, but it's uh, like there's sugar in everything. Yeah. it It's really, really hard to do it. And it's just like, I mean, that's why I'm like, whoever does it beyond the 30 days is a freaking, I don't know what they're thinking. Because I'm like, this is not fucking sustainable. Like, nut pods. Nut, nut, nut pods entered my life because of the Mm-mm. whole 30 out of complete desperation. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Yeah. yeah. You're so, an I don't know. evangelist for those nut pods, too, because you're like, no, seriously, you can't have anything if you try to do this. Nut pods save me during my whole 30 experience. Listen, a nut pod in that 30-day window was like eating a fucking slice of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> it was like such a decadent, beautiful treat. And I'm like, oh, this is literally just squeezed almonds. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this so... This is too daunting. This entire thing is daunting. And I think that, like, listen, I'm not... I think a challenge once in a while is interesting. Like, yeah. I'm an Aries. I'm competitive with myself. And so I understand the idea of, like, doing something like no sugar. Yeah. But it's not worth having explosive diarrhea. No, if it's not medically necessary for me to not eat sugar, then I'm not going to punish myself. I'm just going to portion it out. I'm going to start using, um, like, I have these little cups in my, like, ceramic cups in my kitchen that I use for, like, my mise, my mise en place when I'm cooking. So I'll put all Mm. my spices in and fucking roll them up and, like, all my little things. Um, They're good for creme brulee. Yes, chef. (laughs) They're they're great for creme brulee. Um, But I'm going to start using those for my portions for sugar snacks so that I can never touch a dried apricot ever fucking again. Yeah. They're deadly. Or just make, to me, it's, like, also about, like, if you're not going to eat, like, Oreos, then maybe you can have a bagel or something. You know, like, to me, it's, like, instead of doing the, like, I get to do anything I want, making some, like, substitutions. And so it's, like, okay, well, maybe since I'm not, like, hosing fucking you know, Girl Scout cookies all day, I can eat, like, a piece of white bread, you know. (laughs) A single piece. Or have, like, something, like a soda or something, you know. Yeah. So Look, it's all about the fucking balance. You're just, like, making those little swaps, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm making good choices, but those swaps will no longer include dried apricots. They're fucking deadly, and I can't believe more people don't talk about this or know about this. I can't wait for you to take the dried apricots challenge. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be my challenge. The dried apricots challenge. And then set a fucking iPad up on your bathroom counter because you're going to be there for at least four episodes of something. 
Well, I'll have to go down to my local natural food store, do a little clogging on the wooden floor when I'm looking there. Like, where's my apricots? Click, 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 click. I'm going to clog. <laughs> my barnyard dance or whatever with my spoons. Like fucking, fuck Russ, that? like fucking Russ Tamblin in that one movie where he's like fucking tap dancing in a barn and like everything becomes his instrument. Is that is that an episode of Twin Peaks? Now I don't remember what movie that is. Oh, good. Holy oh, shit. I'll, I'll try to find the clip. I'll put the clip on Slack. Okay. But holy shit. Yeah, this fucking wooden ass floor, fucking deceptive ass snacks. <laughs> I can't. I'm not even, I, I'm just ignoring that whole section of the store now. Like, oh, that's where the peanuts are? Fine. I'm not ever going to buy peanuts again, I guess. Yeah. You got you to gotta skip it. Livid. Well, what else is up besides you not eating apricots ever again? Ever again. Back on Tic Tacs so hard. Um, <laughs> not much. I have been doing some organizing. Um for my part of my Uber list this year is I have to, I've been kind of using my, my library as a storage, like a quick storage area. Cause I don't have a lot of storage in this house. Weirdly, like there's a lot of room, but there's not a lot of storage. And also just listen to the sentences I'm saying, like, who the fuck do I think I am? I have been using my library as storage, like get over yourself, Danielle. But <laughs> oh, out of the five bedrooms that you have. Of the rooms that I have, there's just not enough little storage space, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I used to live in a one-bedroom apartment and store my entire fucking life in, like, a three-by-five closet. Dude, started from the bottom, now we're here. Let's oh not my feel bad. God. We love it. We love we love to see it. But I, it. basically, I want my the, the space that I have dedicated in my house for books, I want it to be more inviting for me to sit there and read my books. Sure. Um, so that's on my, my list this year. And so I've been kind of just going through, you know, a lot of the stuff is like, you know, things I never unpacked from when I moved or things I don't quite have a place for yet um, because I have to wait for like, you know, the whole house to be renovated for me to put this somewhere useful. Um, So I've just been going through little things on the shelf and I'm like, let me just get the shelves together. Like I still have to paint kind of the, a couple of the outdoor outside, the trim on the, the built-ins that I had made. And so, um, I'm like, let me just like clean up the shelves and get them ready for, for, for me to paint them. And so I'm taking this stuff off the shelves and there's this little orange pouch that I remember the last time I, I thought the last time I used it, I used to take it with me when I traveled. It's like a little thin orange zip padded pouch. And I used to take it with me when I traveled and I would just put like my cords and, you know, little things in there. So I opened it up thinking like, I don't know what's in here. Haven't used it in a couple of years. Unzip it. It is filled to the fucking brim with condoms. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, and they were like the Magnum condoms. And I'm like, who was this? Who was ever this hopeful in my fucking life? When yeah. was I ever this bitch where I was like, I'm not only going to be <laughs> carrying condoms. You better make those shits a magnum. Who is she? Who was she? Who was she? What fleeting moment did she exist in? Because not only have those... And those things were so expired. They were so expired. Nothing more depressing than having to blow the dust off some old condoms, man. Oh, my like, God. An expired condom is the fucking portent of middle age. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Oh, God. I mean, when I moved... Oh my God. 
I'm doing a side of the cross because I don't know. My mom listens to this episode, but um, yeah, I found I found a whole stash of fucking old condoms when I was moving from L.A. to when I was moving out of the apartment in L.A. to right. question mark. At the time, I didn't know what was going to happen. Man, I as the same thing. It was like I swear to God, these are from a. I remember getting these at a gay pride parade in the early 2000s or some shit, and like, damn, like why the hell do I have these? This is very hopeful. Now it's very depressing because I'm just throwing them out. <laughs> and now I feel terrible. And you can't recycle an old condom. You just have to throw them out. <laughs> like a fucking handful of condoms. And I was like, goodbye. And I'm like, I, I cannot even remember being that bitch. <laughs> it totally rocked me to my fucking core. Because I'm like, I don't even remember the last time I touched this pouch. That is how long it has been. This pouch has just been sitting in a fucking box, and then I put put it from a box, and I moved it to a shelf in two different places on two different sides of the fucking continent and still didn't use them. Yeah. God, it's so strange to think about that because I'm like, I was like really prepared for life at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I was prepared for spontaneity. Yeah. And nowadays, if I'm like on a vacation and I was just it, like, if I was on a vacation, let's just say this, and I had the opportunity to like hook up with some rando or something, it would be like a fumbly, bumbly <laughs> old person like, oh, da, 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 da. like, how does this work? Like, and, uh, like a 90 year old is like, I'm fine to just cuddle because nothing works anymore. <laughs> like, we don't even have to be safe because we're not going to do anything. It'd be like, I'm on vacation. I never expected this to happen. Like, what happens? Like, Jesus. And then, but just to think that you were a completely different person where you were like, completely. Oh, I'm putting magnums in here. Who was that <laughs> bitch? Who was that bitch? Is what I want to know. That hopeful motherfucker. Who was she? And this is embarrassing. This is not the first time this has happened to me. I have thrown out condoms before, like five, like within the last five years. This is the second time the condoms have expired in my fucking purview, like in my world. Yeah. It's the second fucking time this has happened. Who was that bitch? Well, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I it's not even really about I, I to me it's it's not the feeling of like I will never bone again or something. It's more like I will never be as like fun and crazy as I was yeah. or something. It's not even about like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like to me yes. it was just a moment of like remember spontaneous things? Like, do you exactly. remember, like, being spontaneous and being free and fun? Like, I just feel so tired and not, <laughs> like, I'm very plan-oriented now. Like, things are a lot more organized in my life now and maybe a little bit routine. So I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. No, that that is exactly the feeling where I'm like, Oh, it's not that I'll never... I will live to bone again. I just sure, yes. will never be this fucking person who's traveling with condoms at this level in a in their own dedicated pouch. Like, the next time I bone, it's like, all right, I need to see at least a year 
like, you better hop on that safe app. I need at least a year's worth of your fucking STI tests. Yeah. And you better fucking show me on the app. Like, you better fucking airdrop that shit to me. I need to know how many times you've been boosted. I need to see your second COVID booster card. You better be on that second card. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not fucking around. You better be on that second card. You show me a year's worth of STI fucking information. I'm in bed at 9 o'clock, so don't come at me for sex after 9 p.m. You got to work around my fucking schedule. And I wake up like a fucking farmer at 5 a.m. So I'm just saying, like, it is not a spontaneous situation anymore for me. Yeah, it's it's not like a public place. No. Get the get the fucking sex pouch out and let's just make <laughs> let's just make it a wild night. I mean, that's not uh, yeah, it's just an RIP of that of that spontaneity <laughs> and fun. You got to play the boys to men it's so hard to say goodbye video over <laughs> me throwing condoms into the fucking garbage. <laughs> you need like all four members to be pouring a St. Ides, like, on top of your pouch in a crypt. Or whatever it is in that video. Put the, put the condoms in a little coffin. <laughs> just lower them into the fucking ground. While that camera shot is going up and looking at everyone looking into the grave. All the boys to men are looking into the grave. It's going to be tight. But that is, it, it truly is rest in peace, spontaneity, and adventure. Yeah. And really what it is, is rest in peace, bodily recklessness. Yeah. <laughs> so I am just not a, a bodily reckless person anymore. Yeah. Which is not to say that, you know, anonymous or or one night stand sex is is reckless. It doesn't have to be, but for me personally, I'm just not that person anymore. I know. It's yeah, it's just age. It's just age. Age. Um, but I honestly I, I definitely feel you. It's it's happened to the best of us. For sure. I feel like that, sh- it, again, the same way that I feel like dried apricots should come with a fucking prescription, I feel like <laughs> buying condoms over, a- when you're single, if you're buying condoms over the age of 40, you should be able to get a full fucking refund for the unopened box. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it- no one, like people are now starting to talk about menopause in a real way. No one is talking about expired condoms. It almost feels like this is like such a good conversation to have before we like answer some of this, these letters. because. Yeah. We get a lot of these, like, fuck, Mary kill questions now, and now I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> can I properly answer this question after what we've just talked about? Who am I? Who am I kidding? <laughs> it is pure fantasy from start to finish, so we can totally answer them. And the first one is is pretty fun. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> this... The subject is FMK Dancing Dudes a dish, and it comes from Daisy, who uses she/her pronouns. My queens, thank you for providing me with a weekly dose of screaming laughter, pop culture references. I thought I alone had stored in my brain an insightful film commentary. I now save each episode to listen to at the weekend when I'm doing my puttering around the house. I love your deep friendship, the way you acknowledge and engage with your listeners. Hello to my fellow esteemed dirtbags and your willingness to share so much of yourselves with all of us. I just, I love the the esteemed dirtbags reference means she's been listening from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. Daisy, I see you and I love it. Um, I hope you enjoy and destroy (laughs) this FMK as I know only you two can. Love you so much, Daisy. Incredible, Daisy. We love you too. And 
she kindly broke this this down into two rounds. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna just jump right in. Enjoy and destroy. <laughs> FMK Dancing Dudes a Dish Round One: The Classics. Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, Fred Astaire. Oh God! Well, you know, I got I got something to sing about this. <laughs> So, I've actually thought about this before. Ooh. Because... Before you got this email? Yeah. Like, I've thought <gasps> about at least at least one of these people before in a sexual way. Excellent. In a questioning sexual way. Let me just say that. Not like, yes, I can't wait to do this, like, 1940s star. But in that way that's like, do I, I think that this person is he a fuckable person? So... I'm going to set it up like this. I am going to... So we're going to fuck Mary Kill. I'm going to fuck Gene Kelly. Okay. And I think it's just because he's got really good body confidence. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a real slick mover around her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, those skills can only mean good things in the bedroom. Solid. And that's the one I've thought about before. Because I want to say somebody that I worked with was like, Gene Kelly's so fucking hot, I'd fuck the shit out of him. And I'm like, really? Like, what? <laughs> Working like, in classic movies must have been a goddamn trip that you just hear that shit around the office. Dude, classic movie people are some of the horniest people to have ever lived. Not joking. Like, it's like band camp levels of horniness that it's just like, it's unspeakable. It's really unspeakable. But yeah, somebody was like, I would fuck the shit out of Gene Kelly. And I'm like, that is so weird. I'm like, I don't even know how to process that. But now that it's in this round, I'm like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. He can, he can move around. Yeah. Um, he has really nice legs. Like in them in that movie, The Pirate, he has really incre- cra- incredible crazy legs. And you should look up clips from it if you don't want to don't know what I'm talking about because his legs are insane. Um, okay, so that means I would marry Fred Astaire because I actually think Fred Astaire is very sweet. Okay, I he is my dancing king. Like <laughs> I love those Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire movies. Like. They're amazing, and I just think he's got, like... I'd marry him. I would I would definitely marry him. And then I would just kill Donald O'Connor because, I don't know, he's, like, the guy, the other guy in Singing in the Rain. <laughs> I'd kill him so- <laughs> for being... for being a, a second billing. <laughs> How fucking dare you try to approach me with your second billing? <laughs> just get the second billing guy in the crosshairs, and that's it. So, what about you? Now I'm dying to hear oh, what you have to say about this one. Well, I- I'm killing Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm straight killing Fred Astaire out the fucking gate. <laughs> God damn. He just um, killed my husband. America's favorite. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, he seems tiny, and I like his moves, but he just... Sure. They all seem... I mean, Donald O'Connor is the only one that doesn't seem like a tiny dude, but they he seems like... A tiny, weird pedant. Like, I feel like he would be bossy and, like, tell me to do shit. And I'd be like, I would <laughs> end up killing him just because, like, living with him would be hell. Or, like, if he worked with him, I bet he thought he was hot shit. He's doing a little soft shoe and then he's just yelling at you. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. He's like... He's all like, pum 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 get me a fucking whiskey sour, bitch. Make me dinner. 
I'm like, I projected this weird personality onto him. So I'm killing him. Fred Astaire, killed. Killed. I am going to fuck Donald O'Connor for the exact reason that you're going to kill Donald O'Connor. I love a second billing. <laughs> underdog syndrome. I love underdog an underdog. Syndrome. I love someone who's got to try a little bit harder, who doesn't expect much, and yes. then fucking world rocking sex going on right there. Yes. I mean, look, I get it. And then Gene Kelly, I'll marry him. I feel like he's 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 got a little stodgy, like he's a compact little dude. He can get a lot done around the house. I feel like yeah. um, you know, he's probably my of, of these dancers, he's one of probably my favorites. Um yeah. and he's got a little attitude. Yeah. And he, like he's already rocking those high-waisted pants in most of his yeah. movies, so I feel like he would age into the high-waisted elderly pants really well. He feels he's he's got a good um an open spirit. He's got an open gender spirit. Yes, agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate that. And I think that he's yeah, I just but yeah. Mary Jean Kelly, fuck Donald O'Connor, kill Fred Astaire. Well, that is an incredible round. <laughs> we have another one though. Are right? you ready for round two? <laughs> this one's gonna break us in two. This is the end. This is a friendship ending round. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, possibly. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. I have truly no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, get ready. Fuck, Mary kill. Dance and do is a dish. Round two, Gen X icons. Patrick Swayze, Kevin Bacon, John Travolta. Take it away. <sighs> okay. This is actually pretty simple for me. Okay. I am going to fuck Kevin Bacon in Footloose. <laughs> specifically. Okay. Only. Spe- specifically. Gotcha. Uh, and really, only at the end of Footloose. Okay. At the school dance. Which is where I feel he, like, it all comes together for him. He right? starts to gel. Yeah. Yes. Because he's wearing that, like, little weird tuxedo, and he's kind of got, you know, everything's coming up Ren. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. And then the vanilla popper shows up and he dances with an old popper. So that's why I would fuck Kevin Bacon. Um You would fuck Kevin Bacon so you can get to the vanilla popper. <laughs> yes. I would do uh a threesome with the vanilla popper <laughs> and You did say your mom listens to these, right? <laughs> Listen. We... <laughs> Is there any way that we can make this episode not pop up on her feed specifically? <laughs> that would be wonderful. Um <sighs> So I would marry, and I say this with like, I have a body, I'm like, my my body is responding so positively to the thought of this. I would marry Patrick Swayze so quickly. Like, mm. my whole being wants that, honestly. I love Patrick Swayze, as everyone knows. Yes. As he's, we have talked about him so much on this podcast, with all the movies that we've talked about him in. Roadhouse being a classic, but mm-hmm. I just I love him, and I saw that documentary about him, and it made me love him even more. Aww. So I would marry the shit out of Patrick Swayze, R.I.P. King. Okay, which means I'm killing John Travolta, and I think we know why. Probably for the same reason I'm going to kill John Travolta. <laughs> ah, yes. I, yes! your, your 70 street cred aside, I cannot look at who you are now and fuck or marry you. You've yes. got to go, John Travolta. 
I was so worried that that was not going to, I was like, what if she really wants to marry him? Or I don't know. Mm -mm. Like, I don't know how she feels. I mean, you know, I have dirtbag standards. They're not even that low. (laughs) I I can't, I have dirtbag standards, but I will not give up my morals to fuck or marry John Travolta, which is why now I'm going to fuck Patrick Swayze. Mm. I think he's too beautiful to be tied down to one woman. Even okay. though he was for his entire time. <laughs> I know he's like the <laughs> king of marriage. But in this but. fantasy realm, I'm just going to fuck him and have a good time and then, you know, call him every once in a while. I see it. I see it. I would marry Kevin Bacon because I feel like he's a real family-oriented dude. I feel like he's going to bring me coffee during my dirtbag moments where I'm like, sure. I'm in my bedroom and my your side of the bed is filled with books. <laughs> and you're just going to bring me coffee and go sleep in the guest room and you'll be fine with it. <laughs> so I'm going to marry Kevin Bacon. I feel like he has a good heart. Uh, his mom was like a real revolutionary feminist type. Yeah. So I just feel like he's kind of got something a little extra that I can yeah. li- that I can live with. You know, he still has to go away. Like most of the people I would marry, he can't be around me. Right. But I feel like he would enjoy not being around me. Yeah. See, I think that you made a good choices. I bet now I'm actually fucking relieved that it showed because I was like, I don't really know what she's gonna say because we I'll, don't really have we never have had that conversation about any of these guys. So. No, and I I will kill Fred Astaire. So once you hear that, you're like, this bitch could do anything. I don't know where the fuck she's going. <laughs> she just killed Fred Astaire. She killed the man that I love and want to be with forever. Well, no, Daisy, listen, that was a a great one. Thank you so much for writing in. Oh, we love you. FMKs. Um, that can was I read great. this next one? Yes, please do. So this next email comes from a listener named Zena. And Zena writes, Hello, Millie and Danielle. What era of your life can you imagine being made into a movie? Example for Danielle, the Alaska years. Or Millie, training for a weightlifting competition. Who would you want to write and direct that movie? Also, what kind of creative license would be taken with the story? Ooh, Zena. Thank you. That's a good question. Oh, God. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> just the bonus. Just the bonus. It's fine. Off the cuff. <sighs> All right. So what is your answer to, to these questions? Well, I think Zena has, has it kind of on point. I think the Alaska years would be a good movie from the point of my life. Um, So I would either say the Alaska years or any of the years where I wasn't dealing in expired condoms. (laughs) 20s, 30s. So, but I think the Alaska years coincide with that time. (laughs) So I would, I think it would be kind of interesting. And, you know, you also never see, you just rarely see movies with black women in the wilderness where they're not being hunted and killed. So I would just appreciate a movie that's about a black woman out in, out in these woods who's just being a fool and just making really bad decisions. Yeah. And just having a lot of fun. So who would direct it, though? Um, I would write it, naturally. Sure, <laughs> duh. <laughs> and I think I'd want Wes Craven to direct it. Ooh. Because in terms of, like, taking liberty with the story, I think that the my Alaska years should have me as a serial killer. Oh, Yeah. So I'd want Wes Craven to kind of bring a little flavor to, yes. to this part of the story. Okay, I'm glad that you brought up dead directors because I want a dead director too. So yeah. we would have to like revive the corpse of a person to direct this film. 
even right. creepier. I love it. Get the corpse okay. of Wes Craven in that chair. <laughs> okay. Well, I because I that's what I was thinking too. Well, I got to be honest with you. Like I thought about this just now and was like, well, most of my life has been pretty like there have been other things that have been made. Like I was like, oh, I could talk about when I worked in college radio. There's probably a hundred radio. This pump up the volume probably did it better than I ever I ever could. Or like working in a record store, high fidelity. Like there's a movie about it. Um, <laughs> but if we were gonna do the weightlifting competition, that would be fucking awesome. Actually, um, I would love to see either the ghost of Russ Meyer or Andy Sedaris direct that movie because. <laughs> You need, like, some real over-the-top director who's going to really, like, lean in to, like, the weightlifting, the women's weightlifting thing. Yeah. Like, get some boobs in there. Get some butts in there. That would be awesome. My new business card. Get some boobs in there. Get some butts in there. <laughs> Fax me at 1-800-boobs <laughs> and Yes. It would be like a fictitious pumping iron, but with women. Nice. So it would be like, you know, like a lot of like tight butts in like, you know, like workout thongs and stuff like that. And it's not objectification because no. I've written the film. Oh, I, I like I've, that. I've written my life story. I like it. Now, creative license. I mean, I think we could also like stop a drug cartel or something yeah. like that would be a very Andy Sedaris type of thing to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely some level, it would be like a full on exploitation movie. Let's get serious. Like nice. women's weightlifting. It's pretty much that, that vibe. So I like it. I, I like this question so much. I think we should revisit it from time to time. Oh, Unorth yeah. Unorthodox. I know. Yeah. But it's I think it's an evergreen question. Yes. Thanks. Zena. Thank you so much for this evergreen question. We have time for one more, I believe. We're making time for one more. Yes. This next question is from Sean in Chicago. And the subject is raspy-voiced actresses and the people that love them. Hi, Danielle, Millie, Casey, and the whole ISWYD team. Aw, thanks, Sean, for mentioning our team. That's so sweet. Um... I've been a fervent listener since the jump, which means I'm also a fervent cackler every Tuesday. Thank you so much for bringing joy and curiosity to my headphones every week. My question is probably weird as shit, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Where are all the grown-up actresses with sexy, husky, raspy voices? I don't mean to be a creep by this question, I swear. I just remember being enraptured by certain actresses growing up, and a big commonality among them was the voice. These were often women who looked mature, not to be read as old, and sounded like they knew a thing or two. Kathy Moriarty and Kathleen Turner come to mind. Boom. For the record, I'm a grown gay man today, so maybe this was just a niche idolizing of actresses, which has always been common in our tribe. And let me also, I'm going to break for the letter for a minute to say that had Sean not included that part, I don't think I would be reading this. I'd be like, who is this dude <laughs> who's writing to us being like, where are all the women at? <laughs> So thank you for including that, Sean. I love it. 
Um, Sean continues, I know we have Scarlett Johansson today, but it doesn't feel the same. I'd much rather have to say, wait, they're trying to pretend Kathleen Turner is 16 and Peggy Sue got married than have a 31-year-old with a baby voice play a saloon singer, which seems to be more common in casting today. Do you have any thoughts on this trend? Maybe it's just the decline in the American cigarette smoking habit. I don't know. Are there any actresses you can think of today who fit the bill? Thank you so much. Um, And Sean includes a P.S. I'd like to posthumously nominate George Sanders for the Lifetime Creep Award. 100%. And I I may also suggest Bobby Cannavale to take over the role of erotic thriller leading man, a.k.a. the guy who feels a little bad about cheating on his wife, but he's going to do it anyway. Best Sean in Chicago. Sean, what an epic letter. Give us so much. I want to be friends with Sean. I let's know. get let's get that right off I right know. now. This is such such so full of personality in life. And thank you so much for listening to us and cackling with us and writing in and just being our people. Yes. So do you have thoughts on the decline of the raspy voiced actress? Uh, I, I 100% do. I definitely think it's about smoking cigarettes and doing drugs. Yep. I feel like Gen X, like, might be the last full generation of, like, adult cigarette smokers. I feel like right now you have Natasha Lyonne Mm -hmm. carrying on that tradition. You might have Gabby Hoffman, maybe a Martha Plimpton, something like that. But these are, like, women from the Gen X generation. Now, beyond that, anyone younger than Gen X maybe had a lot of, like, cigarette uh, (laughs) anti-smoking literature in their schools. And I feel like over time, people have smoked cigarettes less, like just generally because of all of the things that have happened. They made them more expensive. They've put, you know, there's there's like actually lots of fascinating articles as to like why cigarette smoking is like on the decline in the U.S., but not in other parts of the world where there's like less of that. Yeah, and I feel like price is definitely a huge factor. Um, but I feel like that's actually probably the reason. I just yeah. feel like women of the olden days, especially in like, I mean, we want to talk about George Sanders and like the All About Eve days where Betty Davis was like smoking cigarettes and when she was like 10 years old. I mean, Mm -hmm. those women all had raspy voices, but even the 80s actresses did. And I just feel like they were living harder. Absolutely. The drinking, the smoking, like not just cigarettes, but drinking, I think paid a big part in it. And um, yeah, I think, I think Sean nailed it that it's like the, the cleaning up the lifestyle has led to less ras less natural raspiness in a lot of actresses. And I've, I've, completely agree i think that it's it is weird sometimes to see that we're a generation where we're the last of something but i also think that the generations that came after us were fully aware of the dangers of secondhand smoke so even if they themselves didn't smoke people weren't smoking around them either whereas in our generation it was like that if anyone in your life smoked there was a haze hanging in the air at all times Car, windows rolled up, cigarettes going. Like, nobody gave a fuck. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that's just part of, you know, all this. I think Kale, as as always, blame Kale. Kale did it. (laughs) Kale and health. (laughs) Yeah, and like, listen, like, I used to be a smoker. And like, there's actually times where I can tell, 
when an actor smokes or has smoked because they just have this like lower register to Mm -hmm. their voice that I can recognize. And then like others don't have it. Like I'm just like, oh, I know this person has never smoked in their lives because they just don't have that like... (laughs) I don't know what it is, the the inherent raspiness or something. But like, look, yeah, look at these actors able to take deep breaths, fucking showing off. <laughs> I know it's like Kristen Chenoweth. No, I'm kidding. And Miley Cyrus. <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, you can just tell sometimes. But yeah, I really do think it's that. I think because we were like the last generation to where you people still smoked in public. Yeah. Too, because when I all throughout high school and college, people still smoked. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like in, you know, stores and stuff. So I think that's got to be it. That's my opinion. But they 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 got rid of the raspy voiced actress by eliminating cigarettes and booze and all that shit. And then they brought in those wooden floors in a grocery store. (laughs) And I'm bringing it full circle just to showcase that the rise of health has resulted in the decline of certain types of actresses. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard to, like, who was the last, like, hard-living, like, it was probably to me, I mean, listen, I don't know much about the new Jacks. I don't know about the new generation. But remember, like, the Lindsay Lohan, like, Tara Reid, like, the party girl era, you know? Absolutely. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, that was like, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if. People are hitting it that hard anymore. Like I that. Think, I don't know. I don't know if it was I think it was either Mary Kate or Ashley had bowls of cigarettes at their wedding. And that <laughs> was pretty recent. <laughs> so I, and they constantly like they are constantly smoking. Like you always see pictures of them smoking with their Starbucks, but I yeah. never hear them speak. So I don't know how it's affected their voices or if it's affected their voices. Oh, it's gonna be like <laughs> they're gonna be like. Catherine Hepburn in <laughs> on Golden Pond or something. <laughs> They're going to be like Gollum. <laughs> they might be the last actresses to have a raspy voice if they are still smoking cigarettes because I think they've been smoking since they were like 15. <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. Honestly, like I, I, I don't know. This is such a fascinating question though and you're right i i love those actresses too like i love kathy moriarty we talked Mm -hmm. about that in the but i'm a cheerleader episode and i think it's because it does feel like when you when you hear a woman who has that little toughness Mm -hmm. and you think she's probably partied she probably had a, a little bit she's 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 not like um squeaky clean you know what i mean and i appreciate that shit like i don't know what it is i love those like tough broads and i yeah. i don't know it's just you know it's just something that i appreciate and i just i connect with yeah um so i do too and it's it's a marker of time it's a marker of a style but i think it's also a marker of maturity and that is something that we've also lost culturally is like this focus and this obsession with youth you know, even, you know, when older actresses get age-appropriate parts or age-appropriate acting partners, it's, like, always such a such a thrill because, you know, they're showing something as it could be in real life. And I'm like, yeah, but we still put so much pressure on even our, you know, our elder actresses, our older actresses, to still maintain some sparkle of youth. Like, 
I don't know. I just feel like it's there's still such an obsession with youth that having a, an actively ma- voice, a voice that actively intimates maturity um, is probably not as enticing to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a great question. Fantastic so, question, Sean. Yeah, Sean. You're a people. Thank you for writing. That was amazing. Well, listen, if you want to write us, you know where to find us. We're at I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. Please find us on our socials. We are at I saw pod on Instagram and Twitter. We also have merch. Go to the I saw what you did section of the exactly right shop to find our hoodie, our wall hanging kit and our enamel pin. And don't forget new bonus episodes are dropping on the main feed. Now every third Thursday of the month, we are on a schedule now. Uh, Plus, the old bonus episodes are slowly going to start trickling out into the main feed uh, every couple of weeks on Wednesdays. Yes, and those those old episodes that are going to drop are going to be such treats. You're going to be able to finally know what TV show we were watching two years ago. Uh, You're going to be able to figure out, like, what is this joke they keep talking about that they only mentioned on a bonus and I never understood until now? That they kept accidentally saying on the main feed and nobody understood but the uh the bonus listeners anyway it'll be fun it'll be fun yeah. to walk down that memory lane so all right well thank you for hanging with us what a fun fucking episode fun fucking episode as always Danielle pleasure doing this podcast with you you too see you soon This has been an Exactly Right production, produced by Casey O'Brien, mixed by Edson Choi. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel, artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgariff, and Daniel Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IsawPod, and you can email us at IsawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.